Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fixing your your one earring and your missing earring. I don't have a missing earring. You did before. But at one point, and that I was, was like, one time. "Where's your earring?" And you I just like, look like garbage. Where's my earring? Oh no, I oh lost my gosh. it. My sterling silver hoops. I had both of them in. I have both of them in now. Not at that time. That was when we went out, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Classic. And then when that direct made fun of you. Who? All of them. <laughs> Every single drag queen. Was it Muffy? Muffy? Who? What drag queen made fun of me? At the show. My it birthday? It was Angelina. Oh, my birthday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did. You mean my birthday. Is that when I didn't have an earring? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because the night before I left it. Took it out. Why did I take it out? On the on a bar floor, he said. Let me just take this earring. You were laying down on the bar floor. Let me just take this <laughs> earring just, out. Hold on, just take this out real fast. I'm gonna sleep. I sleep mm-hmm. with my earrings. Me too. Mm. I rarely remove my earrings. Well, to the point to where cleaning them is. Uh... Your ears have just grown <laughs> around them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It makes sense. It checks out. Wow. We're recording. Obviously. Oh. <laughs> I'm just waiting for something I to thought happen. you were waiting for... What else do you want to happen? Oh. Hey, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh my god, I'm so good. Thank <laughs> you for asking. I just, I've just i been practicing my Drew, Barry, Drew Barrymore impressions. Uh-huh. And it's going well. Do you, have you so been good. watching a lot of Drew Barrymore so Barry show? No. Willow Pill. Well, th- you watch Willow Pill impersonating Drew Barrymore instead of just watching Drew it's Barrymore. so good. Okay. That's a good impersonation, though. Thank you so much. <laughs> much. Okay. She only talks out of one side of her mouth. Mm-hmm. But sometimes she switches. Especially because she's like smiling when because she's doing it when she's smiling and her smile is like. <laughs> Poor Drew. <laughs> oh, Drew. She's been famous for a long time. I'll have you know. It has been. A her while. grandfather was also famous. Oh, really? Yes. Were her parents famous? I don't know about that. But then it skipped a generation, and it was just her grandfather. Well, her grandfather was a very famous black and white actor. Lionel Barrymore, he was in... Um... <laughs> <laughs> that one Christmas movie! <laughs> the one Christmas movie he was in. Literally could not help you. Miracle on 34th Street? No. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that. that one, okay. He was the bad guy. Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. No, and the bad guy. Yeah, the bad guy. Did he talk out of one side of the mouth too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call me Chuck. But that's only because he had a stroke. Oh. And polio. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if either of those are true. Oh, it's just happening. I don't know if this is right or not. Uh, I love that. Uh, have you heard of monkeypox? <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you, we're more susceptible. I guess you are more no. susceptible. Excuse me. <laughs> no, we are not more susceptible. We just uh, take care of our bodies and see things, uh, and we actually do things about them. You're talking about gay people, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not a gay thing. It's just because we take care of our sexual health often, and when we see a bump, we're like, oh, got to do something about it. See, but... Hmm. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. What about it? <laughs> the there was a a video that surfaced of the line for 
the monkeypox vaccine in New York City. They don't have one yet, do they? They do, yeah. Oh. Just only in New York City. <laughs> oh. It's like the only place they've rolled it out so far, which is really cool. Um, and uh, it, there was people of all gender expressions. So it did not just seem to be gay men that were there. People expressing their gender there. Yeah, it's probably weekend. Out there be. expressing their gender. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I just go out there and shake my willy. Who? <laughs> you have a new dog? Named a willy? willy? Yeah, I He's got great. a new, new dog. No, my, my gr- dog. <laughs> <laughs> my, gr- my grandma had a dog named Willy. He died. Short for William. Uh, William. But William Bird. spelled W-I-L-L-Y-U-M. There's actually no W in there. No. <laughs> Two V's. It's O U I. I told uh, Thomas's sister about Franklin. <laughs> she thought it was funny. Good. Because our jokes are funny. Your jokes. My jokes. All not my mine. Jokes my my jokes never funny. land. I'm not ever funny. What was I trying to spell for her? I was like, it was a name, and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if it was spelled like this? And she was like, yeah, I guess so. I do like... <laughs> yeah! Sure. Sure. I was like, no, but I really like doing that to names. It's really funny. My favorite is Let me tell you this one. Uh, my favorite, I think, is still Thrieven. <laughs> I did that one. They laughed more for Frank Will. Yeah, okay, fine. P-H-R-A-N-Q-E-L-E-N-E. with a P-H. Thrieven. Thrieven. But see, that one's stolen from the internet, so Frank Will at least was our own. Yeah, we did that. Or Mark I did Kark. Oh, I told them that one, too. Kark. That's a classic meme. That was around from when I was in college. Classic Kark. Classic Kark. I see a couple of memes pop up every once in a while. I'm like, that's literally something that I saw when I was in, like, freshman year college, 2011, mm-hmm. when memes started to become popular. How often do memes roll through your head? Like, classic memes. Because every time I'm on the street riding a car. Driving? Driving the car. <laughs> right. Either. <laughs> When I'm on the streets riding a car. <laughs> I mean, I'm in it, so yeah. Fair but enough. the signs will say, road work ahead. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I sure hope it does. <laughs> Every time. I don't think I know that meme, so. Really? Yeah. But that's this guy funny. in the car, and he's driving, and he says, road work ahead. Uh, yeah, I sure hope it does. <laughs> Is it a vine? Yeah. Oh, See, vines pop up in your head often. Uh, memes memes will pop up uh, often as well for me, but it's not because they're in my head. It's normally like, oh, look, here's this meme that you saved four years ago. And, of course, I look it up and like, and then I repost it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, really yeah that's how I do my memes. Happy Pride. <laughs> we did it. Woo. Happy We're gay. Pride. Yeah, that's coming out uh, on Pride Weekend. The day after Pride. So all you... <laughs> all you queer... All you LGBTQs <laughs> are hungover. Take a listen and have some screaming people in your ears. It'll make you feel really good. Also, we know you're going out today, bitch. On Thursday? No. This oh. comes out on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. We yeah, know you're running out today, if bitch. You're part of the, if you're part of the LGBTs... Um, you're going out on a Sunday get Monday. Brunch, uh-huh. bitch. Get your brunch. Get your get your mimosa. Mm. Get your eggs Benedict. Ew. What did, what did, what is your what is a brunch? Uh, your go to brunch option. I do like a savory kind of situation. I love eggs Benedict. Uh, I do not like hollandaise sauce. Oh, I like hollandaise. I do not like hollandaise sauce. Brunch 
if I go out for brunch, they don't usually make Eggs Benedict well, though. Yeah. But if I'm having it something that I made, I, I, would, I would want Eggs Benedict. Sausage? Uh, uh, biscuits a sausage and, and egg McMuffin. Did <laughs> 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 you bring your own little bottle of champagne to pour in the orange juice? You got to sip some out first. Just, here I am in McDonald's. I just paid a dollar for this. Mm, that mimosa. <laughs> We're at brunch, bitch. <laughs> it's so classy. Uh, no, the... Um... Mm, I lost it. Uh, biscuits and gravy. There you go. Oh, no. oh I love no, a good biscuit no, and gravy. No. But it has to be made with good gravy. Because if you don't make it with good gravy, then it doesn't taste good. I don't like white gravy. Oh, I love white gravy. I think white gravy is It's gross. so clumpy. And if you no. make it right, you, you make it from like... Chicken skins. Yeah, it's, it's like chicken skin and, and fat and... Just, Lard. And somebody spits in the pan. Yeah, a little and bit. It goes, it's like a classic cartoon A lot of spittoon. sweat gets in there. Yeah. Hey, I'm just going to put some basket down. And just... yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where all the pepper comes from. <laughs> it's only brown because of the, the spit from the uh, dip. Mm. When they put yes. the dip in their mouth and some of it drops into the Oh, yeah. Mm, that's that's yummy. I, uh, yep. And then they say, oh, come on over here, sweetheart. I'll get you some. Get some biscuits and gravy. Do it in your old man voice. Oh, hold on. I have to... <laughs> Come on over here and get you some old biscuits and gravy. I see. I picture you in a rocking chair. <laughs> making it with a portable campside fire. Yeah, I am in my... Portable stove. My, uh, yeah, but that would require me to have a house. Do you want to have a house by the time I'm 80? No, I just said you have a chair and a portable stove. Oh, okay, fair enough. I th- I just, Under a bridge. I made the assumption that I was like on a porch that of a house that I maybe owned. No, or it's somebody else's owned. porch. Okay, valid. It's, valid. it's the porch of a... Um, Nursing home. H-E-B. H-E-B, yes. Yeah, so the H-E-B that I actually still work at because I have no retirement. <laughs> Damn, this is bleak. <laughs> Time for... <laughs> and all the, the young kids pass by. Uh, Mr. White, shift starts now. Okay, come on. Let me finish up yeah, my... No, we need you inside now, okay? Let me finish up my TikTok dance real fast. No, oh, you know there's no portable electronics allowed on the floor. It, it, no, there's no portable electronic devices anymore. They're all just implanted in your brains. <laughs> Except you, you wouldn't would. have that. I wouldn't have that. I don't have a brain. Uh, let me pull out my boost and mobile. Let me pull out my boost mobile. Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> it was a Metro PCS. Metro Remember that PCS. one too? Mm. That's still around. Yeah. So. Oh, it is. I think so. Hey. I don't know. Hey. I feel like those kind of um, phone companies are different. Are regional? Do you think they're regional? I don't know, but they always talk about how they have coverage all over. I mean, they're borrowing a network. Borrowing. Bor- borrowing. Into the ground? No. Oh, borrowing. Borrowing. There's an O in borrowing. That's burrowing. Versus borrowing. They sound the same. No, they don't. Burrowing, borrowing. <laughs> borrowing and burrowing. Bore. I'm just going to take a ride in the car. Yeah, get a fucking ride in your own when car. I'm bitch. riding the car, driving. Shut your ass up. I can't. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> You nasty. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I guess you're right now. You're 30, so it doesn't mm, do that anymore. Not to talk too much about poop on this podcast, but... Well, we're not talking about it at all. I'm talking Change about right subject. now. Um, <laughs> there was a conversation that I was having last night of like, uh, <laughs> when you... It was a female that was talking, and she was talking about going to the bathroom, and she was like, I don't understand these girls that go to these bathrooms, and like, you can tell they need to go, and they're all like, holding themselves, and like, blah, 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 and it's like, girl, just go poop, like, it's fine, do whatever. Why are you making that face? Because I don't want to talk about okay, it. Okay, fine, then we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You don't know how to take no for an answer. Everybody poops. No. <laughs> No. Not everybody. Oh. I'm not going to name names. Uh-huh. Anyways. <laughs> According to Greece and Gallup polls, <laughs> Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger at the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can. But what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs. And Big Bones has your dog covered, made from organic. Human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BigBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Big Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Big Bones is LGBTQ-owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Man Ready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Baked Bones! That was my moment, and you decided to try to go up there with me. Well, it's Pride Weekend, so... <laughs> yeah, so we need to respect my gaiety. Uh, I'm also a gaiety. No. I am a supreme gaiety. You're a Thank lesbian. You. Mm-hmm. Hold up. No. <laughs> Go what? outside and build me a shed. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who the real I lesbian is. I cannot build things, so that's not going to happen. I also don't drive a Subaru. You had a cat once. I did have cats. It's valid. Lesbian. Name one thing that I do that's lesbian nothing because i'm all gay (laughs) oh okay all right just because i had a cat yeah that makes you a lesbian i don't have a cat anymore bailey acts like a cat well i guess you're just queer then i'm gonna have brunch on saturday i'm gonna be gay 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 i see i saw that you're making a a quiche no i decided not to do that i'm making biscuits and gravy (laughs) oh well now you have to go get dip and how to get dip? Yeah. Dip, tobacco dip. Yeah. To make spit. Oh, to spit, yeah. Spit into the, the... He does spit in the biscuits and gravy. No. And play this podcast while you're ma- at the brunch. I do spit in the gravy, but now I just use the powder. Powdered spit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> spit in you a bowl put and in put it in the microwave mm-hmm. until it just... Mm-hmm. Um. Didn't we research someone who had to have spit injections? Or did I make that up? I don't know about that one. 
I know, but the people have poop injections. No, that uh, you said not talk about poop. You wouldn't let me talk about poop. Uh, <laughs> you. It's my you, podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. Anyways, uh, no, I thought we, maybe I just, like, know someone who knows, who had a, a relative that, like, they didn't produce spit, so they had to have spit injections. Which is gross. about that. It's, which one's worse? Talking about <laughs> spit. In high school, did you ever spell anyways, capital N, capital E, ways? Yeah, I would sometimes throw a three in there instead of an E. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> In three ways. With a Z at the end. I saw this video of this guy and he said, I'm going to show you guys how to make the coolest shirt ever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, what's he going to do? He drew that S symbol. <laughs> the three, 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 and then link things together. Yeah. That's good. That's good shit. Like, oh, sick. <laughs> sick. Oh, uh, yeah. We did some weird stuff. Rar. Oh, I mean, yeah. I love you and dinosaur. Are you going to go back into an emo phase? Because no. I might. Uh, you, I mean, you're growing your hair out it for right it. Now if yeah, I could You really could. Just do Except that nice my hair's sweep. so curly. I need to straighten it. After, after high school, I went into a preppy phase, and I don't think I ever left a preppy phase. Did you ever wear two polos together and flip the collars? No, but I did used to wear one polo. I used to wear a lot of polos. Whenever I moved to Houston... I threw, no, from when I used to live on the west side of town to the heights, I threw away a lot, and by that I mean donated, a lot of polos. A lot of polos. Like button downs, they were not in my closet. It was all just polos. That was like my going out stuff. That was me looking Ooh. nice. Yeah, not, out on the She's town. She's got her express polo. Just the one color. I got them all from Ross. Don't don't get me. They were like, I think, Izod brand or something like that. Nautica. Yeah, those two. Got, I had a lot of Nautica shorts. Yeah, eleven inch inseam down shorts. below my knees. Oh my god! the The days that I started wearing the fact that I'm wearing shorts that are like the short currently sitting down is uh, would have mortified you. You go backwards seven years, just seven. I would have been like, "Why are his shorts so short?" It would have been embarrassing. It would have mortified me. It would have been Morticia Adams all over the place. Call I don't think I'll Adams. ever be able I'm to go mortified. back. What? I won't ever be able to go back to longer shorts. Oh, absolutely not. This is as long as it goes, and this is five inches. But there's a couple of basketball shorts that I have that are like right at my knee, and I'm fully just like you're rolling up the waistband, <laughs> <laughs> just giant clunky waistband. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I had to have short shorts. Sorry, babies. <laughs> yes, accurate. Huh? It you works. wear basketball shorts? Well, not basketball. They're uh, workout shorts. <clears throat> You're not wearing, um, you're not being real gay at the gym? I do have running shorts. I have not ever worn those to the gym. I have. It's not a good idea. The three-inch M-Scenes one? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that was, uh... It wasn't so bad for anything except when I was like, okay, now it's time for stretches. Uh, yeah. I can't do any of these. And it's like, oh, no, something's gonna fall out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did wear, uh, running shorts that were a little longer. I think they were four or five-inch ones. And uh, we were doing squats, and I ripped them in half mm. while I was in the squat. And I didn't have a change, so I just continued going. <laughs> they had a liner? They had a liner. Okay, good. But, but, and it's a big but, 
Whose? Mine. Mm-mm-mm. It's because of all the squats I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew. Whatever. Ew. I'm just talking about, oh, I've been coaching lately. In the past two weeks, since you haven't seen me, I have become a solo coach now. turned 30. I turned 30. And now you're a solo coach? Solo coach, yeah. Nobody else is there but you. No, well, yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) No, I Nobody is there but you. There's no other coach there, unless they're taking the class. But, yeah, I'm teaching other people things and they're okay with that they're a lot they're paying me i wouldn't recommend it no 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 i want to come to your class i don't want to do it i just want to watch you watch me make a fool of myself i want to stand in the are there bleachers there's no bleachers it is not like a school gymnasium okay well i'm gonna bring up a fold-out chair okay i'm just gonna heckle you okay all right, guys. I feel like gonna do squats. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what do you mean squat? You know how to do that? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> God, you're so awful. <laughs> it's not even a funny joke. Did you just call him dude? <laughs> That's so weird. I have stopped calling people dude. I have tried to stop calling people dude. Let me put an asterisk on that. <laughs> no, what do you just call everyone girl? Hey, friend. No, I don't. I don't use friend. I just, I, hey. You call everyone by their name. Their names, too. Hi, yeah. Derek. <laughs> Hello. Doing a great job, uh, uh, Derek. Anthony, Derek. Good job, Leah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's more accurate. Wow. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know who this is. Hi. <laughs> good job, person. And then I go in, like, the check-in screen, like, okay, please be on there, please be on there. Oh, okay, good. Your name's Amanda, because there's 17 Amandas here, so I could just assume that. Just call them all Amanda and... <laughs> Go from there. Steven. Yeah. Amanda and Steven. We have a lot of Stevens. What other man name do we have? Sam. Yep. We have a lot of Sams. Sam. Boy Sams. Yeah. How old are these people? No man is named Sam. I mean, they're of our like age. my age or slightly older. Yes. Samuel? No. No, 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 no. Okay. De- no. Denying people's names is not going to make them go away. Yes, it will. No. <laughs> Ask 17-year-old me what it did for gaiety. The gaiety? Gaiety. Mm. Doesn't exist. So I'm not gay. If if that doesn't happen, am I If I don't believe in it, it, I can't be. It doesn't exist. My favorite... No, I'm not going to do that. Are you about to say something homophobic? No. My, my favorite... Here, let me re- rephrase it. My favorite is whenever I get finished watching porn and I'd be like, oh, it wasn't that wasn't gay. That wasn't gay. Like, uh, that was fully two men. Like, That's what, what you used to do? Or you still do this? I still do that sometimes. What? <laughs> That's what I used to do. Like, when I was younger, I'd be like, no, this isn't gay. It wasn't gay that I just watched that. It was just a one-time thing. I really like women. No. Sad, sad life you live. Mm-hmm. No, not now. Man in denial. <laughs> my goodness, we'll get you some help. You scroll through my Twitter, like I'm not gay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all of these things, and then you being like, "Yes, girl, I'm yes. gay." Where painted my nails. Wait, you're gay? No, no, I like women a lot. I love them. I love them. Anyways, I gotta go. I have to get to brunch. <laughs> I gotta get mimosas with my other friends. With my besties. They're all uh, queer. But not me. 
But not me. Uh, 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 no, ma'am, absolutely not. I'm just really into their <laughs> culture. <laughs> I really like gay culture. I love their culture. Yes, hunty, work. Slay the, the divas house. are hunting today, <laughs> Slay. Slay? <laughs> On God. <laughs> yeah. We really do have a culture, don't we? We really do. It's a a cultured culture. Wait, no, what, what am I thinking of? What word? Uh, unique? No. Stolen. Oh, it's stolen, yes. It's stolen culture. <laughs> Where we take little bits and pieces <clears throat> from everybody. And say, look, we're gay. We're unique. No, we're not. We just, we're just mockingbirds. What, mockingbirds? Parrots. We're parrots. We just say the same things. Yeah. I think we're funny. Unique. I do that. Yeah. And yeah. jingles. Yeah. The jingles. I just repeat things that I hear. Jingles are a pers- part of your personality. They really are. They really are. <laughs> really are they really are anyways, anyways are you ready to, to talk about our our main topic at hand uh, yeah who went first last time i don't know you can go okay okay <laughs> well we're still on the um the old we're on, we're on the iceberg <laughs> old iceberg we've moved down to level three i think we were on level three last three. time right Mm-mm. we were on level two Mm-hmm. Oh, so now I gotta pull up that thing. Pull so it all up. Which, which oh, ones we talked man. about already? I think I have. Hold on. Two. Hold Let me on. Put on my glasses. Please hold. Put on elevator. Let me get my glasses. Addicted lung fucker. Who? Addicted lung fucker. <laughs> yep. Okay, so level three. You have it? Why am I not there? I got it. Okay, so Axeman of New Orleans, we've already done. We have done that. We've got uh, Dean Coral, the candy man here in Houston. (laughs) Dean Coral. Coral! We've done him. Um, He was one of the the, uh, originals. Um, Did we do Carl Panzam? I I think I thought about doing it and then I said that you had done it and neither of us have done it. I don't think we have done Carl Panzam. Panzram. Pans Panzarm's Ram. Panzarm. No, it's Is Panzram. It? No, it's not. Pans Panzarm. I've looked it up before. It's Panzram. They must have misspelled it. Well, then they spelled it wrong. Anyways, um, but yeah, everyone else is in here that we have not done. Oh so my God. where is it? Why can't? Oh, I found it. We've got a full tier three <coughs> ready to go. Excuse me. No, no, no. Because we did Myra Hindley as well. Who? Myra H- Brady and Hindley. We did Myra Hindley. Oh, okay, sure. Um, and we've done Dennis Nilsson. No, I don't think so. Oh, and I did Stephen Port last week. Stephen Port. So we were on level three. Um, so I'm going to just take us along here and talk about the Grim Sleeper. I thought you said you were going to talk about Andre. No, you did that last week. I'm talking about the Grim Sleeper. I didn't do Andre last week. I did... Uh, oh, even a lot. Ivan a lot. No. Sutcliffe. Peter Sutcliffe. He was on level two. Oh, my God. Because we had not done him. And you told me we hadn't done Albert Fish yet, but we had. No, we what? And we had. Well, you told yes, me. Yes, I did tell you that we Sorry. had done him, and that we had. We have not done Albert Fish it. yet. No, no. You silly, but it's fine. You silly bitch. See, you're, you're a pickly bitch. An ugly pimply bitch. Oh, pimply! I thought it was pickly. Pimply. I like that too. 
Um, so we're going to talk about the Grim Sleeper, a.k.a. I love an AKA, don't you? I do that, yeah. Lonnie David Franklin Jr. Lonnie David Franklin Jr. Lonnie. A woman? You trust a man named Lonnie? Oh, no. I thought it was a woman. It's a man. With a middle name, David. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my name is Melissa Franklin. (laughs) Thomas Jr. (laughs) Oh, hi, Melissa. Hello. (laughs) Hey. Every time I have to yell at the dogs, I try to go as deep as I can, which is pretty deep. Mm. But now the girls have been like, hey, hey, hey. Um, you can't go as low as me. Yes, I can. You have a fairy voice. I do not. <laughs> no, I don't. You stupid fucker. I have such a low voice. <laughs> I have the lowest voice. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. <laughs> No, no, you don't. don't. <laughs> yes, I do. Mm. Yes, I do. Mm-mm. I surely do. Out of all the people surely? that are on this podcast, I have had the deepest voice. Dusty has a really low voice. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All of you have had fairy voices. I have never had a fairy voice. You have a fairy voice. voice. Uh, Kendall and Tony <laughs> have fairy voices. Uh-huh. Dusty has a fairy voice. But not you. But not me. You don't have a fairy voice I don't at have all. a fairy voice. You don't have a fairy voice at no. all? No. No. I have a fairy accent. Okay. It's called a lisp. It's fine. And there's just gay words, you know? Spencer. What about me? Oh. You don't have a fairy voice. <laughs> <laughs> My voice is deeper than yours. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, Lonnie David Franklin Jr. was born on August 30th, 1952. Grew up in 2052, South 2052, in the future. Did I say 2052? <laughs> you started to say 20. 2052. <laughs> He's going to be born, and it's going to be bad. In South Central Los Angeles, California. Um, uh, mine is in California, too. It's almost as if that's a place where a lot of people are from. Also, where a lot of serial killers are. That's true. But a lot, a lot of serial a lot killers. Of serial a lot of serial killers. killers. Um, so he was in the uh, United States Army, but he was given a dishonorable discharge. Not, a, not an honorable one. A dishonorable one because uh, he allegedly gang raped a seventeen-year-old girl in Stuttgart, West Germany, in nineteen seventy-four. Uh, him and two other servicemen stationed in Stuttgart stopped to ask directions from the teen and offered her a ride home. And when she accepted, they put a knife to her throat, drove her to a field, and repeatedly raped her. Uh, she was able to feign interest in Franklin and asked for his phone number. And then the police were like, Hey, hello? Who is this? Yeah, uh, we, uh, you gave this number to a girl that you just raped. We're, so we're going to come and get Damn, you. Damn, she outsmarted him. Not outsmarted, that, that means he's just fucking stupid. Yeah. But also good for her. So they identified him, um, and they had taken photographs of her and everything. And so, uh, yeah, he did this. And he would later do this with many other people. No, well, I mean, it's like what we talked about like in Vietnam. They We talked about it with uh, Richard Ramirez. Whenever his brother went over to mm-hmm. Vietnam, they would just take pictures of the women they had beheaded beheaded that they would they'd have sex with them and behead them or the opposite yeah um 
1989, he was convicted of uh, two charges of theft, one Miss Medina. Miss Medina. Welcome Miss to Sage Miss and Miss make Medina. lots of noise for it. Miss Medina. Miss Medina. <laughs> Assault and one charge of battery. And he only served time for one theft charge. But um, this all is important because in the mid-1980s, the Los Angeles Police Department became aware of an apparent serial killer targeting black women who were chronic drug users and street sex workers. Uh, the killer, was first dubbed the South Side Slayer, uh, was believed to be responsible for stabbing and strangling at least 13 sex workers between 1983 and 1985. At one point, the murders were colloquially known as the Strawberry Murders. Strawberry, I guess, was slang for a woman who exchanged sex for drugs. Um, and Did you look it up? It was available there oh, to me. okay. Um... <laughs> It's one of those things, like a hyperlink, you know? Do you know the technology? <laughs> it was a parenthesis, and they had explained it in a parenthesis. Okay, okay, all right. Um, in September 1985, the LAPD described the case at a press conference and asked for tips from the public. Just the tip? Well, I think they wanted the whole thing. Oh. But they just asked for the tip. So it starts with a tip, and then it goes into the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it's gradual. Some of them go fast mm-hmm. in there. Some of them just go slow. Like you start with a tip, and then it. it some of them either, come back out. Yeah, I know. Then, then like, oh, that was in. that wasn't a good tip. And sometimes you get two tips at once. And that's called a great double time. penetration. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> tips from the police. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> tips from the public yeah. to the police. Ooh. Glory holes. Yeah. yeah, in the side of the police station. <laughs> uh, this is actually from the outside going in the yeah. police <laughs> So then the police... You just sit in your desk, whoa! <laughs> what is that? Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, Dean, it's your turn. <laughs> I'm not taking care of that. Someone else deal with that. Um, uh, they heavily criticized for their failure to alert the South Central community about the possibility of a serial killer earlier. Um, they were heavily criticized, yeah. So, Bar- a Barbadian-American activist, Margaret Prescott, and other community activists held weekly protests outside the LB- LAPD headquarters in an uh, effort to pressure the department into forming a task force to investigate the murders. Wait, how many people had died at this point? Thirteen. Oh, wow. Um, Thirteen of this, like... Small community. N- I mean... South Central Los Angeles. Very small, tight-knit, one-horse town. Yeah, but you said they they were, like, sex workers. Yes. I mean, other sex workers were being murdered at the same time, obviously. But these 13 were, like, unsolved and were all uh, killed in the same way. Yeah. So they were linked. Um, And so Prescott was like... Uh, we gotta do something about it. Yeah, let's. Uh, we're gonna protest outside until they form a task force and find out who's murdering all these women. Uh, all right. So they uh, contrasted the apparent lack of police interest in the South Central murders with significant attention given to the investigation of the Night Stalker. That was Richard, Richard Ramirez. Ramirez. That's so crazy. I just talked about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. A serial killer who are targeting mem- women of upscale uh, backgrounds in Los Angeles and San Francisco. So she was like, LAPD. He didn't really necessarily like target people. He just went up and found windows and doors that were open and just went for it. Well. Or he would pry the walls open. 
He's crazy. It's so cr- it's so random. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, uh, M- Margaret Prescott was like, uh, "Why are all the 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 poor drug user, sex worker, black uh, murder victims not being investigated? What was mm. what's up with that?" And so the LAPD were like, "We don't. We're not indifferent. We care. We do." Wink. <laughs> yeah. Um, so by January of 1986, 15 murders had been linked into the case. And so then they started adding more detectives to the joint LAPD Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department investigation, which had been become known as the Southside Slayer Task Force. Um, and in 1986, it was still obviously under investigation. So Prescott formalized her group of activists as a community group called the Black Coalition Fighting black serial murder, fighting back serial murderers, and in March 1986, they pressured Los Angeles City Council to increase the reward money for they were offering for the information on the killings from ten thousand to twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It's getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1980- she created a task force. She's like, let's get together and get shit. Find going. this murderer. Mm-hmm. Let me do the police's job for them again. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time we've heard this, baby. Late 1986, conflicting modus operandi and suspect descriptions caused the investigators to doubt their original theater theory of a single killer responsible for all of the murderers. Uh, evidence suggested that several serial killers, possibly four or more, were murdering women in South Los Angeles. The South Side Slayer Task Force began to wind down in 1987 because of the lack of results and relative expensive manpower that was being used. Task Force Commander Lieutenant John Zorn told the Los Angeles Times in December 1987 that, quote, the flow of clues is also almost non-existent at this point. So that's 1987. Um, Over the following years, it was found that serial killer Lewis Crane committed at least two of the so-called Southside Slayer murders, and the serial killers Michael Hughes, Daniel Lee Siebert, Chester Turner, and Ivan Hill committed at least one of each. So that's uh, six. Okay, let me... I'm processing this still. So they were upset with the task force. The The police were upset with the task force because they were like, first of all, we're not getting enough information. Second of all, we think that there's more than one serial killer doing this stuff. But <laughs> that's still a bad thing. Mm. So People are still dying, regardless that there's more than one serial killer. And I'm like, oh, there's only one person. There's not just one person doing we, this. We can't catch them. you, you got to catch all of those people. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still killing people. Oh, Lord. Okay, that that's the part that I was hung up on. Like, okay. There's still dead people. There's still dead people. Yeah. So you should probably go find those other serial, serial killers, too, if you think there's more. Well, so six of those were attributed to these other five guys. Um, five guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I won't. You won't after. No one will want to eat after the the thing that I talk about. Anyways, continue. Sorry. I'm gonna try. Mm. I'm gonna get some food. For I want yours. you to get like a nice juicy steak. Oh, I want crackers and cheese. Uh, no, I want you to do like a lot of just like meat. Okay. And then I'll hot talk dogs. About my t- yeah, sure. But I'm not gonna chew them. I just swallow them. Uh, I think that's the gaiety. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> I don't know her. In addition, uh, some of the murders may have been committed individually by uh, the women's pimps 
or clients or unrelated serial killers. Um, but the murder of Judith Simpson, Cynthia Walker, and Latanya Johnson, all committed with a 9mm caliber pistol in late 1988, were also investigated by the Southside Slayer Task Force. Sheriff Detective Ricky Ross, it's a good name, was arrested. They're gonna give you. <laughs> That's Rick Astley. Oh. Rick Ross is a, a hip hop producer. Oh, damn. Uh, was arrested for murders uh, after being found with drugs and uh, a sex worker in a vehicle that had rusted 9mm Ber- Beretta semi automatic pistol in the trunk. Uh, Wait, Ricky Ross got. Yeah. No. The sheriff. The sheriff's deputy. Or sheriff's detective. Uh, He was charged with the murders after his gun was forensically linked by the LAPD to the bullets from the murders, and then he was released after independent forensic analysis found that it was unlikely that Ross's gun was the murder weapon. All three of those murders still remain unsolved. Mm. One particular group of killings which were linked uh, by a common element of the use of a twenty-five caliber uh, firearm remain unsolved and unaccounted for by any other known serial killer. The first murder in the series was the murder of Deborah Jackson in August 1985, which was linked to the August 1986 murder of Henrietta Wright by forensic firearm examination. Um, And then in 1987, there were seven victims linked to the same gun, all who were shot in the chest at close range. Um, Two decades later... But they didn't know where the gun was. They didn't know who fired it. They knew what the gun was. Yeah, but they didn't have the gun. That's what I'm saying. No. But, I mean, they have the the bullet. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I've uh, <clears throat> been listening to a lot of political discussions now, and I've learned that the gun is not the caliber. The caliber is just the bullet. You mm-hmm. can put a bullet of a specific caliber in any gun. Uh, I don't think I mean, so. it, not in any gun. It yeah. may not work, but yeah. the, the caliber of the, the bullet is the what is the most destructive part of but it. But normally the, the guns are made for certain bullets. Yes. But the bullet is the one that's where it's like... The bullet's the most doing dangerous. the killing. No! It's the person that's doing the killing, not yes. the gun, right? Oh my god. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, Starting discourse. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so the blah, blah, blah. Two, dec- two decades later, the perpetrator of these crimes was dubbed the Grim Sleeper. Dibbed. Dibbed. <laughs> Due to the long periods of inactivity between murders. It was dibbed. Shut your bitch <laughs> ass up. Shut your bitch ass. I'm saying. Oh, now there's light. Um, in 2007, May, <laughs> Janicia Peters, who was 25, was linked through DNA al- analysis after her murder to at least 11 unsolved murders in the Los Angeles area, first of which occurring in 1985. So we took a, we took a break from and 1987, some person. 1987 mm-hmm. to 2007, and some of the DNA found on her body was linked to these murders from 1985. So they're like, oh, she did it. Is that what you're saying? No. Uh-huh. Some, the, the person who murdered her uh-huh. murdered also, people in oh, 1985. Okay, sorry. Um, for uh, the same year in secrecy, the LAPD formed the 800 Task Force, composed of six detectives and overseen by the Robbery Homicide Unit. 
After a four-month investigation, LA Weekly investigative reporter Christine Pilisky Pilisek uh, broke the news of the task force as task force's existence. Task force's existence. Task force's existences. That's a problem with someone uh, for someone with a fairy voice. Oh, I don't have one, so that I, that's why I got. It. <laughs> I didn't say I had a fairy... I don't have a fairy voice, just a fairy accent. Mm-hmm. Accent. 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 <laughs> um, All right, sis. The link between the killings uh, and the earliest earlier murders and the silence of Mayor Antonio Villaregoso. Mm. Villaregosa. And the police chief, William J. Bratton, regarding the killer's existence was, um, the, that's what I, the reporter was like. All these things, what's going on? 20 years later. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so, uh, Villaregosa and Bratton neither issued a press release nor wanted the community, warned the community. In some cases, LA Weekly was the first to inform families that their daughters had long been confirmed as victims of this serial killer. Wow. Um, in early September 2000... Like, oh, I just stopped hearing from my daughter 20 years ago. Like, oh, baby, she's dead. She she been dead. She been dead for 20 years. And it's... 22 years. serial In some killer. cases, yeah. And the mayor knew. Mm-hmm. For 22 years, yeah. Um, early September 2008, Los Angeles officials announced that they were offering a $500,000 reward to the help catch the killer. On November 1st of 2008, the case was featured on America's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. February 25th, 2009, Bratton addressed the press for the first time regarding the case, at which time the police formally gave the killer the name The Grim Sleeper, chosen by LA Weekly. Bratton was also released... Uh, also released a 911 call from the 1980s in which a man reported seeing a body being dumped by Franklin, giving a de- detailed description and license plate number of a van connected with the now-closed Cosmopolitan Church. They had a license plate and didn't utilize it in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. In 2009, March, uh, Pelisek conducted an ag- extensive interview with Enitria Washington, the sole survivor of Franklin's attacks. She described him as, quote, a black man in his early 30s. He looked neat, tidy, kind of geeky. He wore a black polo shirt tucked into khaki trousers. She also described the interior and exterior of his vehicle. 20 years later. Mm -hmm. 24 at this point. Yeah. Um, law enforcement missed an opportunity to catch Franklin because his DNA was not previously connect- collected. In 2003, he was convicted of a felony and was serving three years of supervised probation. In 2004, voters pro- passed Proposition 69, which requires DNA be collected from felons and everyone arrested on some specified charges, but it requires the in- expansion of the DNA database. Um, authorities collected and sorted through th- thousands of DNA samples. But while he was on probation, his DNA was not collected because um, they didn't collect samples from people who were on unsupervised probation. Mm. So he was just on probation, but people weren't checking in with him often, so they didn't take his DNA. Yeah, didn't have it on the database. Um, The probation department did not have the resources to collect samples until August of 2005. And he was on probation from November November 2004 to August 2005. Um, he was identified 
for arrest, at least in part on familial DNA analysis. Police had found no exact matches between DNA found at the crime scene on any of the profiles in California's DNA profile database. So they searched the database for stored profiles that demonstrated sufficient similarity to allow police to infer a familial relationship. So they didn't find his, so they were looking who's close to his. Mm. They found similar DNA belonging to Franklin's son, Christopher, who had been convicted of a felony weapons charge in 2008. He was too young to have committed the murders in the 80s, but the DNA match led investigators to look at his father, Lonnie, Lonnie as the likely perpetrator. So that because they had their his son had committed a crime, mm-hmm. he was in the database for DNA and saw a close enough match. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> don't do the crime. If you don't. Do the crime. If you don't want your son to also do crime and then get you in trouble for it. Um, One undercover undercover police officer pretended to be a waiter at a restaurant where Franklin ate often, collecting dishes, silverware, glasses, pizza crusts to obtain DNA from him. That also seems massively illegal. It does seem very illegal. That seems illegal. Like, oh, hey, let me go ahead and uh, be a waiter... So I can take. Did you your like your sp- pizza, sir? Yeah, I'm. I'm not done can yet. Can you though. spit on Give that? Me this. Yeah, can you spit on the plate a little bit first? Yeah, drink that water. Mm. Backwash, backwash, oh, backwash, yeah, backwash. I actually, can you produce a lot of saliva, please? Just, Just spit in my hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I take that? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> according to Cooley, detectives used a discarded pizza crust along with saliva found on the victims to establish a DNA match. Damn. Uh, Los Angeles County District Attorney Steve Cooley identified the suspect as a 57-year-old Lonnie David Franklin Jr., a mechanic who worked between 1981 and 1988 for the city of Los Angeles in the sanitation department and briefly for the LAPD. He worked for the LAPD when he was murdering people. So maybe he was one of the ones like, no, we don't need to do it. We don't need to do anything. Yeah, no, I saw a guy in a car and the license plate is this. Ma'am. You sound very distraught. Why don't I, you go to I bed? I don't think you, you you I don't think you saw that. Do you wear glasses? Well, yeah. Were you? Yeah. Well, that means those numbers are right. You don't know what you're seeing. She could have been sleeping when he was dumping her body. Yeah, <laughs> ma'am, you're sleepwalking. Yeah. Call us back. <laughs> July seventh, two thousand and ten. Franklin was arrested. Uh, the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office charged him with 10 counts of murder, one count of attempted murder, and a special circumstance allegation of multiple murders in the case. On December 16, 2010, LAPD reduced, pre- released 180 photos of women found in Franklin's home after unsuccessful attempts to identify the ad- individuals, possibly additional victims. They said, quote, these people are not suspects. We don't even know who, if they are victims. But what we do know is Lonnie Franklin's reign of terror in the city of Los Angeles, which spanned well over two decades, culminating in with the uh, almost dozen murder victims, certainly needs to be investigated. He further. could have had more. Hundreds. 180 photos that were found. And people were just... 180 photos of different women. Wait, different women. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah. Damn. Um, do, 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 all, <clears throat> in all, <clears throat> investigators found over a thousand photos and several hundred hours of video in his home. The images show mainly black women of a wide age range, uh, from teenagers to middle-aged and older, often nude. 
Police believed Franklin took many of the pictures, which show both conscious and unconscious individuals dating back 30 years. The photos were released in public in an effort to identify the women. November 3rd, 2011, Reuters reported that the police were considering Franklin as a suspect in six more slayings of additional female victims. The police were investigating two of the six as potential victims killed during a 14-year lapse between the initial spate of the Grim, uh, Grim Sleeper murders that ended in 1988 and the several more that began in 2002. Of the remaining four victims, two bodies were discovered in the 1980s and two were reported missing in 2005, but the remains of the other women, uh, other two, were never found, police said. Detectives said they linked Franklin in six additional killings after reviewing hundreds of old case files and seeking the public's help in identifying a collection of 180 photographs of women and girls. He was charged with 10 murders and one attempted murder and held without bail. He was never charged uh, in the death of a suspected 11th victim, a man, uh, a crime for which DNA evidence was not found. Uh, after a lengthy pre-trial and discovery uh, and several delays, the trial opened in February 16th, 2016. After closing, arguments began, uh, the jury began deliberating, uh, and then on May 4th and on May 5th, after nearly three months of trial and a day and a half of jury deliberation, he was convicted on all of the accounts. Damn. They were fully like, nope, you did, did it. it. <laughs> His sentencing began a week later. Uh, prosecutors presented evidence re- relating to the other four victims that they had believed had been killed by Franklin. Um, and three victims, Sharon, Alicia Dismuke, Inez Warren, and Georgia May Thompson, were identified as likely Grim Sleeper vict- victims by a task force officer investigating unsolved missing persons and homicide reports dating back to 1976. A fourth, Rolinia Morris, was identified from evidence found in Franklin's garage. After his arrest, her body would never, was never found. And so the prosecutors did not charge Franklin with these murders, but they did use them as evidence for his sentencing. They didn't want to delay the trial further by trying to bring these up on different charges. Yeah. Like, you've already got ten counts yeah. against you, and you're already guilty on all of those. Might as well stick to that. And understand that... Families Everybody of those victims deserve, deserve the justice. justice. But yeah, uh, June 6, twenty sixteen, they sentenced him to death. Uh, August tenth, the superior court judge uh, sentenced Franklin on each count, naming the individual victims. Prosecutors suspect that Lonnie Franklin's first victim was Sharon Alicia Dismuke, who was killed on January fifteenth, nine eighty four, um, and his. First confirmed victim was Deborah Jackson, whose murder occurred in August 1985. He apparently took a 14-year hiatus after his last known crime in 1988, and then his next confirmed uh, murder occurred in 2002. As a result of the apparent dormancy, he was nicknamed the Grim Sleeper. Uh, The investigators have stated they believed it is likely there are yet other unidentified victims during that time frame um, in the last confirmed murder was in 2007 and uh he died in prison in 2021 let me me make sure that's right it didn't say it's not released on march 28th 20 march 28th 2020 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, probably COVID. It was probably COVID. Found dead in a cell of unknown causes. His death is pending. Results of an autopsy as reported. However, there are no signs of trauma. As of 2021, his cause of death and the results of the autopsy are not publicly released. Hmm. And that's the South Side Slayer slash Grim Sleeper. That's crazy. 180 people that he took photos of, which, mind you, you did did say some of them were conscious, some of them were uh, unconscious. But but I doubt sex workers let you take pictures of them. I don't know. I'm, I yeah. gu- guess it depends on how much you're paying them. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. And so that, to me, is like, okay, how many people did he actually kill? Uh, we don't. We won't ever know. No. Um, and it went on for twenty fucking years. I think the hiatus is why it's on level three. Because mm-hmm. he was busy from... Busy. He was murdering. Busy. From 1982 to mm-hmm. 1988. And then he was like, you know what? The murder in life's not for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do shit. And well, then I wonder if it has to do with like his... Like, he said that he had a son. But his son yeah. would have been born in the... Well, would have been born around the 80s. And a baby can't do a murder. No. <laughs> So. I'm, I'm not saying his son did it. I'm saying well, that they he was raising his kid. They did think that it was his son that did it. And a baby can't do a murder. A baby can't. I mean, the you baby probably could. Little fingers. Yeah. I mean, got him. God. Or they get a giant axe. Yeah. No. That works. No. I think they're more at like comical. Like they build a machine and they just push the button and like a little rat runs a lot of things. Yeah. And the marble and then. Oh, what are those called? Stuff. They're called like a mousetraps. Gold, Goldberg something. A rube. Rube, rube Goldberg. Goldberg is that what it, yeah, that's what it's called. I think that's something. That's it, something. You know, know, that's what it is. Something Goldberg. I think it's Rube Goldberg. They're the 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 giant contraptions that make something more complicated than it has to be. He was a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. And he drew cartoons of contraptions that were more complicated than they had to be. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, my God, it's so crazy. You that do I know do one know what thing. I'm talking about. I know things sometimes. You know one thing. Just, I didn't even do it one time. Um, it's fine. Anyways, so I'm also going to talk about someone from California. Would you want to take a break first? Oh, do you want to take a break first? No, well, I just want to make another drink. Then let's take a drink first. I made mac and cheese for supper. Did you? How was it? Wednesday night. They, did Not you know good. they changed the name from macaroni and cheese to mac and cheese? Kraft macaroni and cheese to Kraft mac and cheese. I normally would call it Kraft dinner anyway. Oh, okay. I would just call it mac and cheese anyways. It's not mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is delicious. And that's garbage. But I like it. I used to eat a lot of hamburger helper when I was younger. I've never had that. Well, I made it. It's pretty but good. But it's not good. Oh. I prefer mac and cheese. What about tuna helper? No. Oh. What about just a tuna sandwich? I had that for dinner. Wow. Wow. Because the sun kissed has started doing like the little little like individual packets. Mm-hmm. Just like one. I just take a spoonful of of uh, low fat mayonnaise to get a little creamy, and then I pour it out on my bread, and then I eat the bread with just mayonnaise. Yeah, it's easy. 
What else do you put on it? A squirt of uh, mustard, some salt and pepper, and relish. Why do you have to have that? Because otherwise it just tastes like mayonnaise. I'm I'm out of relish. I I don't put that much mayonnaise. It tastes like tuna fish. I saw this thing where these girls were making fun of Midwesterners. (laughs) Which is very easy to do. they're like, oh, you gotta try the chicken. It's like one girl's over. It's like very pink chicken. So it's two girls. And Uh, it's like, she brought her friend over for supper. Oh, she put a friend over not for not in Sweden. Well, no, they're not lesbians. They're just friends. Sweden, maybe I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so they were like, "Are there lesbians?" You gotta in try the chicken. And so they were like, "The sauce took all day." And she was like, "Wow, what's the sauce?" They're like, "It's water." <laughs> and they were like, "Water's not a sauce." And she's like, "Sauce is wet. Water is wet. <laughs> sauce." And that's good to make fun of Midwesterners for that. And they were like, "If you want some spice, you just put some mayonnaise on." Oh yuck! And in in the Midwest, they do Miracle Whip, not mayonnaise, like not Hellman's. They do Miracle Whip, which Miracle Whip is so gross. I prefer Miracle Whip to mayonnaise, to like Hellman's. Yeah. No, what the fuck? Miracle Whip has a, a spice, a kick. No, it does not. It's More than sweet. mayonnaise. No, it does not. <laughs> yes, it does. No, Hellman's is better. May- Miracle Whip has garlic powder in it. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It does. Look it up, bitch. Miracle Whip does not taste good. It's Listen, sweet, you fat bitch. <laughs> I know my mayonnaise. Thank you. <laughs> it's tangier. Yeah, it does have a tang to it, but it's gross. Spices, including mustard, paprika, and garlic. And what about Hellman's? Egg. Uh, egg. <laughs> egg. Egg and oil. oil. <laughs> Earl. Earl. <laughs> that makes sense. I also saw this other video uh-huh. <laughs> of this girl. She was like, I've worked really hard to get rid of my southern accent, but there's one word that always gets me, and it's oral. <laughs> oh. like, she's like telling, she was like, I've worked so hard my entire life to get rid of this southern accent. I've worked so hard. And I'm like, the whole time I'm like, you've been doing a terrible job. Because it still sounds like you have it, honey. And you sound, no. <laughs> you sound like mayonnaise is spicy. You sound like mayonnaise is spicy, yeah. That's true. It is spicy. Depending on how much paprika you Ooh. put in there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Licking the mayonnaise off. Nice little midnight snow. Oh, <laughs> no, I just use a low-fat mayonnaise. Olive oil? No. It already has oil. Avocado oil mayonnaise. I don't know. I don't do that. You should just get real, like, weird. Really white. Uh, I could start making my own avocado uh, n- vegan mayonnaise. They have vegan mayonnaise now, mm. so there's no egg in it, which uh, I don't know how. I don't, I don't. No, I want you to just make it at home in the in the KitchenAid. I did try and make my own uh, ranch one time. It was very gross. I love that. It was it was awful. So I'm like, did okay, you try I'm to put it gonna... in a pot roast. No, it wasn't a. T- <laughs> I'm gonna make a pot roast for brunch on set. Good, I'm not coming. <laughs> well, good, I'm not gonna be there. I gotta go to a child's birthday party. Yay! Yay! It's Harry Potter themed. Do you? You don't like Harry Potter? 
I've read the first four books, five books, and I'm reading them to the children now. Uh-huh. And I saw the first two movies. Uh huh. The I'm third okay one's scary. It. It's got a werewolf in it. Oh, she wants to not know that trans people exist, but she's got a werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> man that changes shape. No, so crazy. Beats. Mm-hmm. Um. As, oh, what are you gonna What are you gonna wear? Are you gonna dress up as Harry Potter? You can put a little lightning bolt scar on your head. You can I'm borrow my glasses. As a dementor. <laughs> okay, just you, a robe. You look black pretty, robe you look outside pretty close to it in a hundred degree weather. Mm-hmm. Full black cloak. Yeah, yeah. I want a cloak. Yeah, to wear. You just put a lightning bolt on basis. your head. Just like a brown lightning bolt. I'll, can I borrow your glasses? Yeah, you can borrow these, and then I'll look. just pop the lenses out. I have to shave my face, but then I'll look like Harry Potter. I think you get some stubble at some point. Was a ghost. Uh, anyways, so um, I'm also going to be talking about a serial killer in uh, California. Let me guess. The Axeman of New Orleans. You're very close. Ooh. That is in the United States. Damn. Uh, you're, you're so close. Different, different uh, state, though. They're pretty close to each other, though. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to talk about Richard what are Chase. states? Uh, states. Di- oh, account- Did I send you that? I didn't see that video. Oh, I think I've the seen county. it. The county? What's a, con- a country? Essex no. is a country. No, a continent. No, it's a, oh, it's, it's a, it's con- a, it's a county. <laughs> no, it's a county. Oh. oh, it's a country? It's a country? <laughs> no. So well, it's a county. If I'm leaving the country, the county... And I go to Spain. Spain. <laughs> Am a, I still in the country? Um, I'm in it. <laughs> no. no, that's in Europe. What's Europe? Is it you are a you, you are a, old enough to know these things. Some people are just stupid, stupid. on TV for fun. Yes, but that's that's yeah. Lots of people are stupid Lo- on TV for fun. I mean, look at the Kardashians. They got paid a lot of money for it. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> court? No, no. Wait, which one? Chloe is very talented. You just like her because she organizes Put all those cookies in weird. that jar that and one time. She, You know she had not eaten those cookies. I know. Who was eating those cookies? I don't care. Not a single person. It's a pretty jar. And she ain't putting them in that cookie jar either. She's paying someone to do it. Yeah, but I love that, that she has the audacity to be like, this is what I do. And her, you walk in her, her pantry, not a single thing of those things is going to be eaten. It's all being thrown out. It's all waste. And then Courtney eating the Twix that or the the Kit Kat bar that one way. Didn't she eat it this way? Yeah, she eats it like a corn on the cob, and then typewriters it and turns it around and does the other side, and then bites off the end, and then pulls the cookie apart. Uh, I did not see that, but that's. She says it's it's so much more satisfying because you spend more time eating it. Okay, I'm going to talk about this murder. So. <laughs> He was born. Before you murder me. Mm-hmm. He was born on May twenty third, which is my older brother's birthday. So oh, it's your older sure. brother. It's my it's probably my older brother. Oh. Uh, in nineteen fifty, though, so that would have been before my parents were born. Um, which, you were still around. Yeah, yeah but that's kind of a witch. You're not a witch. You're a troll. You can be a witch and a troll. I'm a troll witch. Mm. That's why you're. I'm a troll like ass that. witch. Witch. Wait, what? That's why your hair is like that. My hair is just falling out. You got the line. three that are sticking up out of my head. So he was born in Sacramento, mm-hmm. California. And by the age of five, 
He had already expressed the McDonald triad. I'm sorry? The McDonald triad. Yeah, I eat McDonald's sometimes too. What's the problem? No, not McDonald's. The McDonald triad. He was on an old farm? He had the the Whopper. He had the... Oh, that's from Burger King. He had the... He had the Quarter Pounder, <laughs> the Big Mac, and the Chicken the Sandwich. The Chicken Sandwich. Or you, you do the McSpicy and the uh, the the fish one, the fish filet, and the, the double cheeseburger, and you put them all together. Air, land, and sea. Mm-hmm. I only do the chicken and the, the burger together. It's pretty good. I only just get the Big Mac. Oh, yeah. Because I'm basic. You're basic. Anyway, so uh, what is the McDonald triad, you might ask? No, I didn't. You did Because I already knew. Well, let me tell you. Thank you for asking, Spencer. <laughs> this is a bad TED Talk. <laughs> well, I will tell you about it anyways. You're just, you're the heckler. No, I don't want to know. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you anyways. <laughs> I don't have a fairy voice. Anyways, so um, the McDonald triad is there. The three factors that, when any two are expressed, can be indicative of violent tendencies and or serial offenses. Okay. Hurting animals. Okay. Um, hurting animals. Uh-huh. Hurting siblings? No. Okay. Hurting animals. Mm-hmm. Fall, hitting the head? No. Okay, I don't know any of the ones. Yeah. So, uh, particularly these serial offenses and violent tendencies are geared more towards, like, homicidal behavior and sexually predatory behavior. The factors are, number one, cruelty towards animals. Good for you. Um, Obsession with fire starting is number two. And then persistent bedwetting past a certain age. Oh, Those are the three factors. I did not... I did not find it. I'm going to look it up. So, uh... By the age, I mean, by the age of five. So I assume that it's at a point that he should be able to pee his, uh, in the toilet, uh, at some point. But yeah, the the three factors: cruelty towards animals, obsession with fire, and persistent bedwetting. Uh, some studies claim that these factors are and urisis and urisis. That's that's bedwetting. Some studies claim that these factors are not linked between uh, the triad. Must continue twice a week for at least three months after five. Well, then that apparently was happening. And urisis. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. And urisis. Uh, so some people claim that this is not actually a link to violent offenders, and however, it is more linked towards childhood experience of parental neglect, brutality, or abuse. Uh, some argue that this in turn results in homicidal proneness. So these factors that you're seeing, like the, the McDonald triad, so the setting things on fire, um, liking to hurt animals and, and peeing the bed, Twice a week for several weeks after for the at age, least three months for three months after the age of five, um, that those are caused by parental neglect, brutality, and abuse, which that leads to homicidal uh, proneness. But it's like, okay, but those are signs that those things are happening. So X equals X here, y'all. No correlation. Oh, all right. Um, so Richard Chase. Did not only express two, he expressed all three by the age of five, like I said. Uh, during his teenage years, he naturally turned to heavy drug use. Ah. Oh, because that's always next great, best right? Step. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a young adult, he became a hypo- hypochondriac. So that's the uh, thought that you have a lot of diseases. you're sick and things are happening to you. Which honestly is interesting the way that this is about to turn. So, hold up. 
Because my idea of like a hypochondriac, well, I guess it's not necessarily like a germaphobe. Hypochondriac just means that like, you personally have a lot you. of <gasps> yeah cancer. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, he claims that his heart would stop beating, uh, and and or that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery, <laughs> which uh, that's not. Oh, he's asleep. Let it's me not, go yeah, get it. It's not possible. Uh, he oftentimes would hold oranges up to his head, hoping that, believing that the vitamin C was diffusing from the orange into his head. Like, baby, if you just ate that orange, it would diffuse into your body. There but, was a man uh-huh. in the 80s who was super obsessed with carrots. He thought that beta carotene from carrots was going to be like the best thing to solve all ailments. And he would eat tons of carrots Turned every day. Turned skin orange. He turned orange and then he died because he OD'd on beta carotene. Okay. You can OD on vitamin A. Yeah. You can OD on most vitamins, but normally these vitamins also, they're most like, of them are, it's hard to They're do water it. soluble, yeah. Um, if you eat an uh, entire bear's liver, which you probably would never do, you would you die. You would die. Mm-hmm. I knew about that. Okay. Just let How much know. vitamin C does it take? I don't know. What about D? I take a lot of D. Vitamin C. What? <laughs> You're dead. I take... You're a ghost. This is a haunting. I'm just, a I think my... Um, yeah, Chris's voice... Whoa! You just get you to hear... You need to move on, Chris. You get to hear my fairy voice from from afar. You do have a fairy voice. You realize you that move like, having these podcasts out in the public, unless they ever get deleted for some reason, people will be able to listen to us when we're dead. <laughs> And I'm going to hope that people play it on repeat, <laughs> bitch. Turn that shit up. This my fucking jam. <laughs> Just listen to us cackle. Yes, bitch, work. And if you're listening, I want you to I turn did it, find out everything. I want you to and turn. I know, our, and I know you're listening. No, you did find out everything, yeah. Because uh, that's what you want. When you die. When I die, <laughs> I want to know everything. How many times you say, when I die... I'm telling you, that's really my idea. And I'm telling you, I want to know everything. <laughs> I want to know everything. Hey, that worked. Um, so, he also shaved his head Same. because he thought... You did do that once. I did that once, too. Because he thought that his cranial bones had become separated and that they were moving around. So he just wanted to watch that. <laughs> and make sure gotta be sure one one Just can never be sure double checking uh so he chose to leave his mother's house partly because he thought she was trying to poison him uh so he chose to rent an apartment with his friends uh his roommates complained that he was always under the influence of alcohol uh he was always high on weed or was on lsd he would also oftentimes walk around the apartment completely naked even when they had company. So he was just naked. Naked. Um, they demanded that he moved out, uh, that he move out, and when he didn't, they were like, all right, then we're going to move out. And so you can deal with this place instead. So now that he was alone, he did what any person might do when they're alone. Spiraled. He began to capture, kill, and disembowel animals. Oh. That's, yeah, that's normal. He's how old is now? Uh... Early 20s, maybe uh, late teens. He's living by, he was able to rent an apartment by himself. So I probably got 17 or 18, somewhere around there. Yikes. Yeah, big yikes. Uh, so he would 
eat these dead animals raw or put them their them or their organs in a blender with Coca-Cola, um, which I had to differentiate from Coke because I didn't want to, you know, I just talked about drugs earlier, uh, and drink that. He believed that drinking this would prevent his heart from shrinking. I think that's, that's going to do something. To make you real sick. Uh, yep. Capture he's a hypochondriac? Capturing animals in... Yeah, he's a hypochondriac. That's what I'm saying. That's why I told you. It's a weird turd. You think that your body is sick and, and falling apart, but instead you choose to eat raw, dead animals that are captured from Sacramento? <laughs> Excuse me. Didn't specify what kind of animals these are? I just assume small animals. So, like... Squirrels and Cats, rabbits dogs, and... squirrels, rabbits. Um... Whatever you get a Probably handle. more likely a domesticated animal than cat and dog. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say they're necessarily... Well, yeah, domesticated at some point, but they were probably feral. They were probably out running around the streets. Or maybe he was stealing... Yeah, stray. Stealing, stealing them, them from, from backyards. Maybe. I did not get enough information about that, so I don't know. So in 1973, he spent a brief amount of time in a psychiatric ward, but then in 1976, he was involuntarily committed to an institution after he tried injecting rabbit's blood into his veins. They're like, uh, yeah, something's going on. Let's go ahead and put you in uh, institution. Wait, he tried? He tried to put rabbit's blood into his veins, which means so that he probably... So stopping him? He because probably, he would immediately die, wouldn't you? You would get very sick very fast. Yeah, so he probably got found... Uh, I assume he, I didn't get any details about where he did this, but if he did it in like public or something like that, he would probably start convulsing and, uh, was probably in the hospital. And when they found out that's what he did, they were like, all right, you're going to institution. Y'all being committed. Uh, yeah. So. What? Is that my chair? <laughs> it's falling apart. Uh, so there was a nickname that he gave, was given by the staff. And you want to guess what it is? Old Crazy Bones. Oh, great. No, it's Dracula. Because he was obsessed with blood. He was fixated with blood. Um, he caught two birds in the window uh, and drank their blood. And also extracted blood from the therapy dogs with stolen syringes. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what he did with that blood, but he had it. He ate it. He probably was eating it. Yeah. And dog's blood, if you've ever had a dog that has injured themselves... Is very strong smelling. Um, gross. Uh, so, it was while he was at this institution that he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Our classic friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he underwent a lot of treatments, including some psychotropic drugs, which are drugs that will, like, alter your nervous system. They they do some shit to your body. They're like, oh, let me go in here to punch your gut. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Sorry. Hey, remember how you used to love riding your bike? Bikes are afraid of you now. Y- yeah, y- you you could eat not touch bikes. Yeah, we're gonna get into the bike eating part in a second. Um, also, so, you were happy five minutes ago. You're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you're really angry. Mm-hmm. And stay like that. Whoa. Well. The institution then deemed him no longer a danger to society and released him to the custody of his mother. His mother, who was a great human being, I guess, uh, got no information about her either. Uh, she decided to wean him off his medication and helped get him an apartment. So he originally shared this with others before they also moved out, leaving him alone again. 
always great, right? Put Not on his medication. Back in the same situation. Exact same situation. So in mid 1977, he was found near a reservation near Pyramid Lake, Nevada, uh, covered in blood, with a bucket of blood with him. This bucket was tested, and it was apparently cow's blood. So no charges were filed. But it wasn't like a. Uh, Maybe send him back to some sort of institution or something. I don't know. Just man with vat of blood. Vat of blood. Just you have a a nice just bucket of blood, and you're also covered in it. So that's fine. So let's move on to December 29th of 1977. Chase killed his first known victim in a drive-by shooting. The victim was Ambrose Griffin, a 51-year-old engineer and father of two. Two weeks later. He attempted to enter the home of a woman, but because her doors were locked, he walked away. So polite, right? Chase later tells de- detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome, but unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside. No. So he would, I guess, just walk up to people's houses and test to see if they were unlocked. And if they were locked... And it was the like, 70s, uh, so sorry. people were like, sure. Leave it unlocked. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so lock your doors. <laughs> Hide your kids. Hide your wife, because they coming in and... They opening people's doors and murdering. Yeah. Yeah. This was the 70s. Yeah. So, on one occasion, he was caught and chased off by a couple returning home as he had gone through their things to steal stuff. He had also urinated and defecated on their infant child's bed and clothing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, clothing. So, on... <laughs> January 23rd of 1978, Chase broke into a house and shot Teresa Wallen, who was three months pregnant at the time, three times. He then had sexual intercourse with her corpse while stabbing her with a butcher's knife. He then removed multiple organs, cut off one of her nipples, and drank her blood. Uh, He stuffed dog feces from her yard down her throat before then leaving. On January 27th, of 1978, Chase entered the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Maroth. Uh, she Myroth, Myroth. Uh, she he encountered her friend Danny Meredith, whom he shot with a 22 caliber handgun. He then fatally shot Maroth, her six-year-old son Jason, and her 22-month-old nephew David Fiera, F- Furiera, Furiera, F E R R R I E R A, F E R R E I R A. I think it's Ferre- Ferreira. Ferreira? Ferreira. Because Sky Ferreira's name is spelled that way. And she's a singer. Ferreira. Uh, before mutilating Maroth and engaging in necrophilia and cannibalism with her corpse. A visitor's knock on the door startled Chase, who fled and married this car, taking Ferreira's body. <laughs> With him. Uh, The visitor alerted a neighbor who called police. They discovered that Chase had left complete handprints and shoe imprints in Maras' blood. Chase was arrested shortly afterwards. So he fully was like, someone's at the door. While he's eating a body. And then got up, put handprints all over the place with her blood and shoe prints. Got in the car, sped off, and the neighbor was like, or the person that was out the door was like, what the fuck just happened? And then told the neighbor, like, yeah, did you see that crazy man just stole her car with a dead body? Um, I I'm assume sure he was probably naked now, too. Oh, I would assume so, probably. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so, police who searched Chase's apartment found that the walls, floor, ceiling, refrigerator, and all of Chase's eating and drinking utensils were soaked in blood. It's like using it to wash his dishes? 
it's everywhere. It's all bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's all not great. So in 1979, he stood trial on six counts of murder. In order to avoid the death penalty, the defense tried to have him found guilty on second-degree murder, which would result in only a life sentence as opposed to getting uh, the death penalty. Their case hinged on Chase's history of mental illness and the suggestion that his crimes were not premeditated. On May 8th of 1979, the jury found Chase guilty on six counts of first-degree murder and, rejecting the argument that he was not guilty by reason of insanity, sentenced him to die in the gas chamber, which I guess still existed in the late 70s, uh, in California. (laughs) His fellow inmates, aware of the extremely violent and grisly nature of Chase's crimes, feared him and, according to prison officials, often tried to tell him to commit suicide. They were like, we don't like you. He's probably Get just out of here. yeah. He's probably just not be here anymore, right? Uh, so Chase granted a series of interviews with Robert K. Ressler, which is a journalist, during which he spoke of his fears of Nazis and UFOs, claiming that although he had killed, it was not his fault. He had been forced to kill to keep himself alive, which he believed any person would do. He asked Ressler to give him access to a radar gun with which he could apprehend the Nazi UFOs so that the Nazis could stand trial for the murders. I'm not laughing. I mean, that's <laughs> really light. That's, uh, it's a possibility. He gets, hold on. He then <laughs> also handed Wrestler a large amount of macaroni and cheese, <laughs> which... <laughs> I just showed you macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Which he had been hoarding in his pants pockets, believing that the prison officials were in league with the Nazis and attempted to kill him with poisoned food. (laughs) So, if you you give me this this radar radar gun. gun. Uh, Here, here, I'll trade you. Mac and cheese. cheese. I don't think it's in a container. I I think it's loose mac and cheese. Definitely loose. I, I would hope. No, I don't know this. I would hope that it was dried, but it could. No, I want it to be prepared. Prepared mac and cheese. But it, uh, the fact that it was like a large amount, I'm like, that means he had just like pockets He's full. Just... Not just like, here's a little bit of mac and cheese. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> Sloshing. <laughs> oh, God. No wonder they didn't like him. <laughs> no. The, the people in the prison were like, you're stealing all my mac and cheese. <laughs> you smell. <laughs> you smell. You smell it <laughs> like mac and cheese. cheese powder. Did you see that the that nail polish company is doing uh, Velveeta smelling cheese like nail polish? Oh. It's so gross because Velveeta doesn't smell good, babes. It does no. not. It's not good. And Velveeta's oh, that's like... another thing that I started doing is calling everyone babes. Like everyone, everyone's babes. It's like calling someone sis, but babes is like my like. Oh, babes, no. Like we're not doing that. <laughs> You're calling the men babes. I call it not at the gym. You should do but, that. Hey, babes. It's not. Hey, babe. Oh. Your your squad is no. No, good. it's it's not babe. It's babes. There's always an S at the end. Babes. Hmm. It's babes. I think you should go with pet names for everyone at the gym. Hey, darling. Hey, sweetie. Hey, honey. Hey, shortbread. Hey, muffin. <laughs> Here, cherry everyone on gets top. a different baked good. Oh, baked good. Okay. Here, um, cookie. cookie. Good work, cookie. 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 Um. What else we got? We got we got uh, biscotti. Oh yeah, you're doing it, biscotti. A good good job, uh, Panera bread. (laughs) Pizza pocket. Hey, ciabatta. (laughs) Ciabatta. Get over here. (laughs) Sourdough. (laughs) 
Not working. Anyways, so um, after that interview, uh, well, it wasn't immediately after. In, on December 26th of 1980. Did they take the mac and cheese? I don't know. I would assume probably not. But you're not sure. I'm not sure. The answer is not no. Oh, God, but it's no. also not yes. <laughs> yeah. The there is some hope. The there pocket. is some hope. There's Yeah. Uh, so on December 26th of 1980, Chase was found dead in his prison cell. And autopsy revealed that he had committed suicide with an overdose of his prescribed medication, which means that he was probably hoarding these things. And it was like, all right. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. All of my mac and cheese. Tonight. Tonight. Yep. So uh, he was nicknamed the vampire. Vampire of Sacramento. You turn around so fast. Like, what happened? (laughs) He was nicknamed the Vampire of Sacramento specifically because he drank his victims' blood and cannibalized. 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 There we go. His cannibalized. Cannibalized the remains. You know, the two things that I always tell you that I don't like about this podcast. Cannibals and cults. And somehow, I got a cannibal. I thought he was just like, oh yeah, this name looks good. This is what I'm going to text Spencer. <laughs> this is what I got. <laughs> well, this is the card I drew. I mean, they weren't very explicit in saying that he was eating a lot of people. He ate six people. He ate their blood. Well, he drank their blood, but he also ate parts of them. I don't remember you saying that. I did. I literally talked about uh, the uh, Lady Maroth, Evelyn Maroth. He had sex with her body and then drank her blood and then started having, uh, started eating her body. Oh, okay. But not like a lot. Cannibalism with her corpse. And then a visitor knocked on the door. I don't know how far he got before the visitor came to visit her. So this is like a nibble. <laughs> Just mm, one finger. <gasps> Knock on the door. I don't think he would go for a finger. No, he was definitely going for like meat. Like, so it'd be like the ass cheek. No, he's going for titties. Titties? titties. Yeah, but see, that's all fat. That's not, not... So what do you think the ass is made out of? Meat. Well, it depends. It depends on the person. Uh, or most people. You go for like biceps. Yeah, that's a safe spot. Or maybe like the, the legs. Titties. T- no, titties, like, for a woman. Titties. For maybe male titties, but women titties. women titties, that's like, uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff to go through to get to the meat. Titties. <laughs> titties. You're going to try to make that the episode title. <laughs> titties. Titties. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's uh, that's Richard Chase. I don't know why he's on tier three. I, maybe just because the gruesomeness of his crimes. I mean, who else is on there? We can Dean Coral. Dean Coral. The the this guy. He just took a break. <laughs> what do we? What was In the, pictures? He just kill like. What was his mo? He Didn't wanted say. to kill sex workers. Yeah, but like, how did he kill him? Oh, with a gun. You're right. Yeah, I can't remember. Shoot him. Take a picture. Shoot him. Shoot him, shoot him. shoot him. Oh, I got him. Shoot him, then shoot him. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, who else? Axman of New Orleans is... He did some brutal shit. Yeah. But that was back in the 1900s. <laughs> Jazz bands. I think it's just... I don't know. I'm trying to do some... Like, I guess it's just maybe obscurity. Trying to do some pattern things. We're not good patternings. We're not um, patterners. The fact that no one knows about Dean Coral kind of frightens me. 
uh, on the way to the the aquarium, we, me and Dusty were talking, and I mentioned Dean Coral and the the uh, driver lady. She was very nice and uh, very interested in, in scary stuff. So of course I plugged our podcast, uh, and we started spoopy uh so i hope you're listening i don't remember what your name was because he did it on in his phone so i'm sorry um but yeah we started talking about dean coral because he lived on i live on columbia street probably shouldn't say that he lived on columbia street columbia uh, west virginia street. yes far away uh and so that's uh that was how we started talking about that it was very interesting she was like wow i she, no, I fully house. was like, oh yeah, the serial killer in history. She goes, we had a serial killer. I was like, uh, well, we've had many. We've had multiple. Uh, that's what I said. But I was like, but the one, the major one was the Candyman. Uh, and so I started talking about the Candyman and uh, all the things that he did. And she's like, oh, what was his mo? And I was like, uh, little boys. boys. I literally said, it. they they were young young children that were usually younger than seventeen. Uh, and he had two children that were also helping him abduct people. Uh, so that was a great Uber ride. Dusty gave her $5. <laughs> In nice. cash? No, a tip. Oh. Yeah, a tip. Well, uh, not cash. It was the through the app. I always wonder how much they actually receive from that. Anyways, that's our podcast. <laughs> what a great podcast. What a great podcast. You're drinking ju- grape juice? That's why I said that. Wow. 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 Um, Did you ever do that when you were in high school? Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Um. Yeah. So of course I'd love to say thank you to our um our OG best friends over at Economy Works. Oh yeah. Economy Works is the wait. Do you have a, a script? I have it. Yeah. Oh, well, you do it. Well, then they are a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help running job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, or managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the economy works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Economy Works. That was good. That was good. Thank you. That was good. That was good. I was doing a pitch change. You're doing a bit? A pitch change. A bit. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bit. Hold um, on. Let me move my bang. I started saying, oh, that was a bit. And people were like, and I got it from you because you're like, oh, I was doing a bit. I was doing a ruse. <laughs> a ruse. A ruse. Stop it. I'm in the middle of a ruse. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. This is a bit. <laughs> Um, of course, we'd also love to thank uh, or uh, to to give you direction to go hang direction. out with our friends over at the Let's, Let's talk, talk About, about Gay Stuff podcast. Oh. Let's talk about Gay. Mm-hmm. Le- 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 Anyways, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. That was uh, that was uh, Simlish. Simlish, yeah. Uh, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff is the premier destination for. LGBTQ plus history. Gay stuff. Gay stuff. Mm-hmm. Today, yesterday, yesterday, tomorrow, Tuesday, 
Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Friday Saturday, Friday. Sunday. Friday's the best day, though. Friday, Friday. No. Because of the song. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so check them out. They have lots of good stuff to say. Chris is there sometimes. All no. the time now. Uh, I, you can't get rid of me now. And, and our friend Dusty. And then our, our dear, our fearless leader. Our fearless leader. Thomas. Yeah. So check him out. That's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, available <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram, and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. If you'd like to, if you would like to send them an email, that's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at gmail.com. Wuff. Wuff. Did we do stuff like that? No, we never did anything for Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. I tried to do wow. yas for a while, and you didn't. It didn't catch on. Uh, well, I never really go with your ideas. Really, yeah. I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them. I've been long on on. Th- this idea... What is happening? It's not even a message. I've been on, on this idea of yours for 151 episodes. Yeah, I know. I'm doing a great job. <laughs> yep. I'm doing a great job. <laughs> Riding the car. Should uh, we tell them to... Get, get spoopy, spoopy with it? it?